And here it is, my babies. First Juve podcast of 2020. Farhad is my name. Giovanni is joining me. It's my podcast brother right there. He's been busy. I've been busy. So this is the first chance we get to record. And it's so awesome to have you guys back. Giovanni, what's up, brother? Hey, how's it going? Happy, Happy New Year. Year same, same to you, my friend. Same, same. Hopefully this is the, the, the year. You know, every year we say the same thing. Hopefully in, in five months we're celebrating and we're going crazy. Um, how you been, man? Busy? Uh, yeah, busy life? Just, you know, yeah, busy with like a, you know, a couple of life stuff things. But, you know, with the, the worst is past. So we're good. all good. I'm happy for you, brother. All right. So, um, yeah, let's, let's agree to record more of these. And uh, this is such an unprepared podcast guys we just we just wanted to we we found free time uh giovanni's literally at work and um yeah we haven't recorded for you guys and for us too like we love doing this stuff too so we haven't recorded in a while so we're literally gonna go on uvafc.com and kind of go down the list of news and stuff like that to discuss um whatever is in the news and actually i dropped a twitter announcement as well and people are kind of responding uh hmm i i don't know where that question came from uh cn is asking um first of all sorry it's been a while so ways to listen to us is soundcloud itunes uh spotify is my favorite people are asking uh what do i do if i have an android phone literally type in any um any podcasting app you can find, uh, they do a pretty good job of supporting us. Um, TurinGiants.com is our the hoodies. The hoodies are awesome. They're selling like like hotcakes. You know, uh, listeners from Kuwait, Singapore, um, locally, Chicago, uh, Italy, Canada. You guys are awesome. Thank you for purchasing those. TurinGiants.com. Uh, Facebook.com slash UVA Podcast, Twitter at UVA Podcast, and everything in between. And Turin Giants is the Instagram page. So, business out of the way. So, let's ask, let's answer Cien's uh, question. Who should we offload during summer from Costa, Ramsey, or Bernadeschi? Mm. Off, off with their heads. Who goes? I mean, you know, can, it, can, can we choose one person? Can we choose two people? All three? Like, what's the... Come on, what are the rules? Oh, then, then he or she follows up. Uh, is midfield, Rabiot Pjanic Bentancur is the one with the right offense slash defense balance. I really like those questions, by the way. Usually we get these uh, formation questions or, or, or stuff that's kind of like... How do I say that? Boring? And then, uh, you know, we, we feel bad because we don't have to answer those. But if you have an interesting question, please always drop us a line. So, so what do you think, man? Um, honestly, it just depends. Like, just to answer the first part of the question, it's, uh, I mean, it's, it's a little bit more of a, of a complicated question when you have to take into account um, financials. So you have to take into account residual costs 
cost, um, the trade value, and then you need to take into account any um, wages owed, right? Mm-hmm. So when you're doing a trade, you nobody wants to eat their paycheck, right? So assuming it's Ramsey, you don't have that much of a value on the um, on the trade because he came in as the free transfer. Uh, that being said, oh, sorry, who, who did you say, uh, Ramsey? Uh, yeah, I said Ramsey. So okay. that being said, like with Ramsey, you're 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 pretty much just looking at some team wanting to pick him up and cover all of his wages, right? You know, no. And and again, you're hoping you might want to get some money for him, but we'll see. I I don't know. And and to be honest, are you are you right letting now, Ramsey go? You, no, no, no. Come no, on, man. I'm, I'm just going through, you know, each of the three proposed players. Like gotcha. to me, and, and I was just about to say, it's, it sounds like Sari is um, bringing Ramsey into the fold a lot more. Um, he started the past two games. Juventus have won, so we'll see. Um, everybody's really said that if healthy, he is he is that ideal guy to connect the midfield and. Um, and um, and the strikers even more so than Dybala, because of the uh, defensive work that he does. So we'll see. I, you know, so far this season there hasn't been anything terribly tangible to 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 confirm that. I mean, mm-hmm. so we'll see. Um, Bernardeschi right now looks like the one that's mostly on the chopping block because of his performances, right? Um, in his last, uh, I, pray, I year, pray for that boy. Yeah, I, I don't I, I like Bernadeschi. I you know, high high hopes for him, but man, what's going on? You know, I I take the same approach that I took with Dybala last year, which who who I thought his performances kind of dipped. Right? And mm-hmm. at some point you can't you, you can't point your finger at the coach or you can't point your finger at the um at the uh, uh the the formation like what are you doing about it as a professional? Like step up. If you know, so let let's see. I have no idea. I read, not even ten minutes before you know getting on the podcast with you, that Sari's gonna try him as a internal midfielder. Who knows? I have no idea. The problem right now is that he's a jack of all trades and master of none, which isn't good for his career and isn't good for Juve. But um, and then on to Costa. Costa seems to be a victim of bad timing. And formation change, new coach and all that. Yeah. What we're seeing is, um, Sari started off with like a four-three-three, and then Costa looked amazing in it, and then all of a sudden he gets injured, and they switch to a four-three-one-two, and now he's kind of like a fish out of water. If he still has, um, you know, a good market, then and and we have to sell, which at some point I think we do in order to you know, reinvest in the midfield, which is the, you know, the, the spot that we need the most help in, then, you know, I, I, he's got to go, you know, he might be on the chopping block. I, to be honest, I think it's probably going to be somebody between Bernardeschi and Costa with Bernardeschi. I mean, I don't see us getting too much value because I'm not sure if he's going to go to Inter and, Right now, Inter is the only one that can spend big money in, in at least in the Italian market. So. Yeah, I mean, as far as Berenzeski, I've I've 
I think I mentioned it on, on Twitter once. Bernadeschi right now, again, just like the situation with uh, Dybala last year, what I was saying is uh, of this moment. What he can do, what, what he's capable of, that's a different story. But right now, he looks like a player who, you know, who, who will be a journeyman, who's going to go to maybe Milan, go to a lower, lab, a lower table team and keep tumbling down the table until he finds his match. I don't know what happened. He was, he was so amazing at Fiorentina. Even, you know, he had flashes of brilliance at Juve. Um, but <clears throat> the last time he performed well to me was... Uh, and I know people will pick, you know, pick individual little moments here and there. But I feel like he gelled the best with the team uh, against Atletico. When, you know, he had the assist to Ronaldo and then he had the penalty that he won for us. I feel like... <laughs> that was his best performance, which is sad because we, you know, we all say that uh, we love Bernadeschi. It's it's the hair, man. I don't know. I don't know why he did that, but the mojo was gone with the with the long flowing flocks, uh, locks, not the flocks. Um, all right. So uh, uh, the other couple... part was like the midfield, right? What was? What? Could you repeat what the tweet said about the mid midfield? What were the three players that the mm, listener midfield. mentioned? Uh, so, yeah, sorry, you're right. Uh, so the question is, is midfield consisting of Rabiot, Pjanic, and Bentancourt? Is that the one with the bo- most r- correct offense-slash-defense balance? Um, on paper, yes. So just short answer, on paper, yes. Because you have Pjanic, who's the, um, who's the brains of that midfield. Mm-hmm. And in Bentancourt and Ravio, you ideally have two box-to-box midfielders that have size, strength, and stamina, um, you know, in, in, a, in a good balanced mix. And they also have, you know, fleet feet, right? So they can they can they can support um, the playmaking a little bit better than say uh, Matuidi can. Unfortunately, you. It, it just depends. So what we're seeing, though, is unless Bentancur or Rabiot uh, can can double up and run enough for to support Ronaldo up top as a left winger, then chances are you'll still see Matuidi on there. And right now we're kind of seeing some of the issues that we saw in each of the past years with Matuidi. He's... I don't have the stats in front of me, but I think he's he's started several games since the beginning, and he's played almost all of them in their entirety. And right now we're seeing that he's out of juice. He's not a spring chicken anymore, and this type of player that he is, he's, you know, your lungs and your legs kind of you know, kind of start going a little bit earlier than somebody, you know, some other types of players. So, um it, that's been reflected in some of his performances as of late. You know, he'll he'll get a ball and instead of like playing it, mm-hmm. you know, in space, he might hold it one or two seconds more, and then all of a sudden there's pressure on him. And and, um, then, and then he gets upset. That's what I that's what I noticed. You know, like he's. I mean, but wouldn't, wouldn't you get upset if you're no, you know, but, stuff but like that's happening? You know, <laughs> so, but I mean. but visibly, and you know, instead of chasing down the ball, there's like arms flailing and stuff, and a lot of. I've seen a couple of people. Yeah, he's out of gas. That. That's, yeah, he's out of gas, man. Uh, honestly, that's the simplest issue to 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 like. 
there's no need to like, in my opinion, right? It's just my opinion, to make some sort of like built-up story. Like, he's out of gas. All right. What's what's the issue though? Like, does the can Sari trust in Rabio enough to risk a game? I don't know if he can do it in the Champions League. I'll, between you and me, I think you one hundred. Like, I I I think ninety-five percent of the times. Matuidi is starting over Rabiot in the Champions League because he um, he is just more reliable. Maybe he's more reliable for 60 minutes instead of 80 minutes, but that's 60 minutes that you can be happy about. And that's yeah. that's the thought process with Sadly. On the, on the flip side of that, though, is Rabiot has to build on his confidence and eventually that will build in his reliability. He's had a slow start. Um, he had some stupid mistakes and but we're seeing a slight change now, so let's let's probably see some consistency. And then with Benton Cool, he's just an idiot during the Super Copa final, and he hasn't played the first three games. So I'm not sure if he's back tomorrow, or if he's back on Sunday, or whenever you know, whenever the next game is. But I love him. I I really do enjoy seeing him play. Uh, we found out in the last podcast with Rob on the Turin Giants podcast, he's only 21. <laughs> you know, he's is. It's ridiculous what we can get out of Bentancourt during his hopefully long career, uh, but yeah, he definitely yeah, needs mean, to. He definitely needs to watch the the you know the yellow cards, the unnecessary anger, that was kind of. Yeah, it's just lack of discipline, and 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 it probably comes with the territory at twenty one. But when you're trying to play for keeps like Juventus is, like every game, these are these are mistakes that then impact you, right? Because all of a sudden you have a perfectly eligible player that doesn't have any injuries that's sitting on the sideline twiddling his thumb, thumb especially especially you with stupid, our you know? you know with with our injuries we can't really sacrifice anybody so so yeah and some of the injuries i do have to say there's been like less and less you know know, some of the last few years have been mostly like muscle injuries Mm -hmm. right i but like especially allegri's last year but this year i mean outside of the shilio which at this point you know god bless (laughs) bless. we've 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 all tried right even poor guy even as a career what's what's the difference what's the difference between uh uninjured (laughs) <laughs> the Shilio or injured the Shilio, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah I mean, oh, by the way, just, just I, sorry, guys. This is this is not a podcast that's tremendously prepared for, but we're still moving along. I just saw um, uh, our listener. My, uh, yeah, hold on. <laughs> Basically, she won the the hoodie that we're given away last week so i just wanted to give her a shout out to i just forgot her name i, I know his i know she's monica monica lauriola congratulations on your hoodie it's on its way in a couple of days you should be receiving it and um yeah we'll be doing more giveaways um yeah i'm trying to find a tweet that that gave the exact number of players that that had an acl injury uh at the olimpico and it's something like six or seven people, including Zaniolo. Yeah, it's you know, it's it's yeah, it's, it's not, been pretty it's a, high. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been pretty high. So I mean, as you can see, these are these are impact injuries. These these aren't ones where it's you know you pull a muscle because your trainer didn't prepare you well during the season. So mm-hmm. you, you know, it's just bad luck. 
it was bad luck for Zaniolo because I watched the play unfold. And, yeah, I mean, he got pushed. But I don't think that was, you know, the main reason of his injury. I think it was just foot, like the ground didn't give way and blew out his knee, which happens most of the time. Um, and same thing with Demi Rao's injury, which I missed, honestly, what, you know, the, the sequence of events that led to it. But, I mean, he's out for the season. Thankfully, nowadays, these ACL injuries are not like – you know, what happened to Ferrara and Del Piero you know, mm-hmm. 15 years ago. So they'll, they'll, they'll be back in six months and they should be fine. And are, you, um, are you the same opinion with the people that say that Del Piero was almost never the same? He, he never really um, exceeded what he could do? What do you think after his injury, after his famous injury? You know, uh, I have to say this. Um, I... Short answer: Yes, he he probably could was let not probably he he was definitely less explosive than he was in the first part of his career because I remember in the years leading up to the injuries in ninety seven ninety eight he was a very explosive player right mm-hmm. and he married that explosiveness with with, with, with like finesse on the, the ball on dribbling yeah. The only problem that I saw uh, when he came back from that injury was more than more than anything. Just um, and so it took him about twelve to eighteen months to really, really get back to knowing that he could he could have an impact and he could he could live up to his potential as a champion, and which we which he did, and we saw it in the final part of his career. I mean, that the first Scudetto of Juventus. Let's not forget, while Conte relegated him to a sub role. He was impactful, and he won games for us. That without those wins, we were never, we were not going to win that championship. So let's not forget that. Um, so yeah, did some me. did some research over here. Yeah, um, he was out for 234 days, and I kind of want to go back to what you were saying about the medicine and the and the treatment that's available. I mean, look at um, look at Kellini. He's coming back end of March, beginning of April. I'm sure they'll take it easy on him first couple of first few games, but yeah, it just goes to show you that a like a 34, 35 year old Chiellini can recover that quickly. Um, comparing to the players in the 90s, I mean, a bunch of players couldn't couldn't continue. I don't remember what uh, Van Basten had, but I'm I'm pretty sure um, his that career, was chronic. He, yeah, that was chronic knee injuries that eventually yeah he just called it quits. So yeah, but that was also in like the early 90s. Um, yeah, yeah I mean, that's what I'm medicine, saying. I'm man. pretty sure it would have been it would have been uh, a lot different. Yeah, if if it happened now. So Demerol <clears throat> is out for six months, which is such a shame, man. It's it's just such unluck. And um, yeah, I hope I hope he can come back at least for the Euros because um, Euros are looking good. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, to be honest, um, I'd rather not see him come back for the Euros. Just have him have him come back, not not receive the call up, which I think they might call him call him up. But uh, as a U of F fan, I'd prefer for him not to play the Euros and then just work on recovery, so he's good to go in yeah, um, right. in the season. Um, like, um, and, all right, next question comes from Adrian. Adrian is our good friend. Actually, Adrian, I want to give him a shout out on the podcast. You guys see him as the guy on Twitter with a. Uh, with the Tony Soprano picture, that's my dude. You know, we, again, going back to the hoodies, 
he without even seeing the design he ordered six of them right away they're on his way on on their way and he you know supported me the through the whole process choosing the designs and and being a being a cool dude so he's saying that since he since he just announced his retirement what are your thoughts on momo sissoko's time at juventus Okay, you you want to do oh, a deep you want to do a deep yeah. dive? <laughs> yeah, no, I remember him because he was you know he was the post Caltropoli guy. Um, and you Juve you fans know, have Juve, Juve fans have we have these little cult heroes here and there. Uh, though you know whatever the reason is that we fell in love with them, <clears throat> and he's one of those guys that after Calciopoli he was he still is you know he every time there's a Juve game or every time somebody shouts him out on the Juve. Uh, official Juve accounts, he's always happy to, you know, throw a Forza Juve our way. And he's a cool dude. I I most mostly remember him from his amazing pass to Krasic um, against that, in the win against Lazio, you know, that 94th minute goal, the way he sent Krasic running, that was beautiful. Um, yeah, there was an article today or whatever, yesterday um, in Gazzetta where they kind of analyzed the top 10 quote-unquote busts of Juventus mm-hmm. within the past decade or whatever. Can, can, can you find and, that article? Um, Maybe we can go through the first, like, a top five? Yeah, I think I remember them off the top of my head. So one of them, right. I, strangely enough, Momo Sissoko was on there, but I don't consider him a bust. Um, it was just slim pickings for the team. The, those all, all of those years, you know, it, it really just was. I mean, we still... He was part of the team that I think got like a third, third place with Ranieri. Uh, he's part of the team that you know beat Real Madrid. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. He just he played to the best of his abilities, and you know on paper he's probably not at the level of a Matuidi or Pogba or anybody else. It's just but mm-hmm. at the time he played his ass off for the team, and. You know, I can't, I, I can't say anything bad. He was a consummate professional. You know, we just, we just weren't like a really good Juve team at the time. Yeah, and that's so, all. You know, just shows you that all Juve fans want is is for you to give you a hundred percent. You may not be a great player, um, but you know, he, he from from what I remember, he gave his all. And um, congratulations on his retirement, Adrian. Thank you so much for the question. Let's move on. Actually, I want to. Um, I wanted to read Nick's question. And uh, come on, Twitter. Come on, man. Uh, Nick Comiso. First of all, thank you for writing to us. Uh, I prefer that you guys uh, direct message me on Twitter whenever I post like a thread of "Hey guys, drop your questions or drop your any any concerns or whatever you want to talk about," because. If it's a if it's a thread like if it's if you reply to my tweet, there's just it becomes a discussion and kind of like, you know, kind of stirs up a, a whole lot of um, conversations and replies and I can't really find the original question. So if you want to DM me, please do that. Uh, so he's saying that this is a generic question for the podcast, but if you can answer, that would be really cool. Hey man, let's do it. So he's saying, what do you really think about Juve season so far? Um, I mean, do you he, want to go he, first? Or are you asking that, me or do you want to just uh, no, 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 answer yourself? 
whatever, just for both of us, uh, I'd love to answer. He's pretty yeah, much saying he's pretty much saying, you know, um, what I was going to answer in any way. He's saying that um, we're in great position in the Champions League right now, great position in the league, uh, but we have a chance at Coppa Italia. But yet something feels like it's missing. Everybody feels like that, Nick. <laughs> If you have Ronaldo and all these superstars and, and there's injuries and there's wins that are sometimes you don't feel like they're deserved, everybody feels like something's missing. You know, it's, I think it's, it will be evident at the end of the season how we really feel, how, how the team really did. But at this moment, yeah, it's a bit shaky. Uh, you, you know, uh, no matter how much you hate Inter and no matter how much we trash talk to their fans, hey, something something feels like something can give if we're if we're not prepared a little better for the games and you know um Juve have conceded way too many goals comparing to other seasons and I think I feel like Sadi is more of an offensive coach but defense is winning your championship so if there's any anywhere that that can be improved I feel like the goals can come The goals are sort of like a momentum thing where one player is feeling it. And Ronaldo's got an excellent um, excellent record so far in the in, you know, last nine games or something. He scored, he scored 10, 10 goals. Uh, but I feel like until Chiellini comes back, we will be struggling a little bit. Now Demiral is out and, and you know, De Ligt is playing with a shoulder injury. So it's, it's we're living on a dangerous dangerous side definitely well, i just can't i just thing. can't i can't wait for kalina to come back to be honest i mean here's the thing we have to we have to take in my opinion for the season and i said it probably at the beginning of the season in one of our podcasts we have to take a lot of things into consideration and we might be and we might have to be you know open to the idea that we we, we might be in a sort of reshaping season not even just I'm not going to say rebuilding because I don't think it's a rebuilding season, but reshaping culturally um, as a club and also from a gameplay standpoint. Um, I, when you say that Sarri is more of an offensive player, I think uh, sorry, coach, I should say, um, I think he would answer to you that he is more focused on the defense because that's where a lot of the playmaking starts for him. And as you noticed, probably, I'm not sure, I think you mentioned you had missed the Roma game, but some of the mistakes we made were on defense losing ball uh, while we were trying to build the play. Mm -hmm. So, um, but, 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 that's, but that's his style of playmaking. He wants the playmaking to start as soon as you recover the ball wherever you are even on defense um and i think what we're gonna see that's really going to pivot the season towards us feeling a little bit more reassured about juventus is when we're gonna see more defensive solidity right now uh, you know we've dealt with killini's injury we've dealt with delict the 19 year old having being sprung onto the you know Italian Serie A, which is no joke for anyone. Um, then we saw Demiral coming in, and then now Demiral being out. Um, so there's been a little bit of a lack of consistency with the with the key players on defense. Um, and the midfield has been, honestly, probably our weakest point because 
really the outside of Pjanic, which he himself can have a bad game once every once in a while. First of all, how dare you? Yeah, yeah. He's I mean, a, he's an angel. Mm-hmm. Um, like we're seeing just. As you said, I agree 100% with what you said. We're seeing Juventus, we're seeing good results, but in a, in a Serie A that's a lot more competitive now with Conte and Inter than it was the past few years, there's very little um, chance for mistakes. And we know in the Champions League, there's very, very little chance for mistakes either way, any year, every year. Um, but what I'm seeing is a Juventus that's probably performing at 70 to yeah, just about 70% of its full potential, mm-hmm. honestly. Here's the thing. If all of the pieces gel, potentially this team can There's be no stopping. just scary. Yeah, Really, really scary. Even in spite of probably a weakened midfield, like if the, all of those midfielders that we have gel, mm-hmm. it can be... Yeah, we we, we can go all the way. We can go all the way in all competitions, uh, Serie A, Capitalia, and Champions League. Um, doesn't doesn't mean that it's perfect. It definitely needs to be improved in the upcoming off season. But for now, we're just again just to answer the question. We're seeing uh, Juventus at seventy percent, and I think there's still a lot of unexpressed potential that we're yet mm-hmm. to see. All right. Well, actually, that. Nick has a second question. He's saying, hey, guys, it's cool if you don't answer the first one. Here's another one. Guess what? We take care of our listeners. Question number two from Nick. But don't push it, buddy. There's not going to be a third one. So he's asking, if Sadi doesn't win the Champions League and he doesn't win the Scudetto, and I'm assuming he means no Copitali either, does he get sacked by the board? I think that's a really cool no. question. I mean, I, Depen- I don't know. Depen- depends on who's available, I think. Board, but I can speak uh, for myself and what I would do if I were in that position. And my answer is no. I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't sack him short of some egregious just dumpster fire happening between now and June. Um, so let's, let's, and say, that, let's I mean, say Guardiola loses the Champions League, whatever, quarterfinals, semifinals. And clearly Liverpool is on their way to win the EPL. Guardiola comes. Hey, guys. Always love you there. What's up? What do you say? Well, the Guardiola thing, which, which I also brought up, I mean, over the, the infamous summer of Guardiola this past um, Ooh, this yes. 2019, <laughs> is as much as it is a, a philosophy change, it's also a commercial move. Because Guardiola brings you just automatically just a lot more media attention and a lot more fans, and you're yeah, doing he, this. He, he's you definitely got, a I celebrity mean, coach. You, I mean, you're you're paying him three times as much as Sarri is getting paid, so he comes with a price, but it also has you know its advantages. Um, to be quite honest, you know we've seen that you know, having Guardiola is no guarantee of Champions League success, um, so. Let's put it this way. If, if for whatever reason, we're unsuccessful in any of the current tournaments uh, that we are in, it would have to be a consideration to see how Juventus played. Like, ha- have they built in, in, in terms of consistency and then it was just 
a matter of timing and detail, somebody being injured or bad play by someone or a bad call on the ref that we that we lost, right? Um, if that's the case, I don't, I don't I don't think it's fair, and I don't think it's even sensible from a business standpoint to sack Sarri. You know, um, I would if if especially if he's able to make that big philosophy of play change that um, that Agnelli and Nedved and Paratici wanted, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's that's my answer to Nick. I would say no, personally, but who knows? Again, if there's a dumpster fire, which just, you know, everybody's just stopped yeah, I think Yeah, I think he's sadly. considering, I think he's, what he's asking is um, just taking his sporting um, sporting achievements. It doesn't win anything. Um, yeah, if it's, it's just question. a sporting achievement without anything that's like really, you know, egregious, then I would say no. Just he gets one more year. It just, right. just makes sense. One more year. All right, let's see. Let's see what people are writing. Very well prepared. Um, Lelo. Oh, another, another friend of ours who ordered his merch. Um, is Pjanic really doing enough? You know, and then he goes on to describe what Pjanic is doing, but we'll keep it kind of unbiased. I'm not even going to read the rest of the question. Is Pjanic doing good enough? Um, not good enough, definitely, because we all know what he's capable of. Um, but he's he's trying. God knows, <laughs> Pjanic is trying. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a tough question for me to answer. I have to be I have to be completely honest. Like, it, is he is he the brains of that midfield? Sure, but overall the midfield is lacking. And is it? A question of Pjanic's fault? No, I don't think it's Pjanic's fault. I think it's probably just a combination of the fact that the support cast around him is not played up to potential, and Pjanic has had to take on a different role. That's a little he, bit he more does involved. he does lose the ball oh. a lot more often than I would like him to lose. Not not lose the ball. Uh, yeah, I've so. noticed that in the past few games. You're, yeah. yeah, I definitely noticed that. Um, but a- again, is it because Pjanic is being, you know, sloppy? Or is it because the support cast around him isn't, isn't supporting him the way that they need to? The way I imagine Pjanic, and maybe it's too limiting for this modern type of football, is... Just as you know, as a playmaker like Ala Pirlo, you know, back in the day. But Pirlo had Marquisio, Pogba, and Vidal around him, right? Mm-hmm. So it's very hard for Pjanic to do that. Um, I, I think we could, we can all argue that Pjanic would be a more successful player if he had Pogba, Marquisio, and Vidal around him. Mm. Imagine right? that. So, yeah. but but again, is is Rabiot maybe? A, a, a different answer to I don't know a Pogba or a Vidal. They're just they're different players and characteristic, but I we don't know right now. There's not enough evidence to show us that. Is it, it between now and March? Can Rabiot blossom into the potential that Paratici and Nedved saw in him when they gave him this big contract? Maybe. 
I don't know that. I, right now, honestly, this is this is this is all new for all of us. Yeah, so. it's so crazy in today's game, you know. To to kind of be patient, patient enough to give your players or your coach, for that matter, enough time to develop. And the game has changed so so much. Like I don't know how it was in the eighties and nineties. I. I, I, I was a kid. I was just watching the game, not knowing the nuances. But I wonder how it was with players that were struggling. For example, how would Rabiot do in a in a you know mid nineties or whatever? Would right now everybody wants him? You know, a lot of people want him out because that could potentially be a pretty good move, uh, money wise, and uh, Sari even like you yeah, mentioned. Too- we, we mentioned that if Sari doesn't win anything, would he have gone? been out the door in the 90s or i mean look, look at look at the hashtags you know after first three games there were you know hashtag sorry out so you know what the big difference between now and the 90s is and again we i mean we're taking advantage of it now i mean you're on twitter we're podcasting we're just you know objectively two regular dudes with opinions a microphone and an internet connection but what the internet, zero but, knowledge on this on this end. I don't know about right? you, but so, I'm I'm taking any response. Every every episode I've started saying, guys, I'm so not like an expert or I know anything. This is just literally yeah, that's, literally fun in my opinions. But yeah, exactly. But that's the beauty. The other flip side of that is that with unfettered access now, because everybody's got, you know. Internet and connection to the internet and connection to social media, and that was something that you didn't have in the '90s. Everybody's got an opinion, and uh, well, usually the opinion is usually never measured. It's mostly extreme, like, oh, either I love or I hate. So yeah, um, after three games, the hashtag might be sorry out, and then maybe after three other games where we play fantastic, and then it's like sorry is king. It's the, the the funny part is if I ever see somebody praising Allegri and that they want him back, I usually like do a little snooping and I go into their profile and I hash like I write the the letter the word Allegri to see what they felt like before. And most of these dudes, the ones that want him back, oh, they were on a hashtag Allegri out train all the way. And I just find it so funny how people flip back and forth. Hey, he wasn't that bad. Well. Why all the bitching that you were doing like six months ago? You know what I mean? Uh, but speaking of kind of outrageous opinions, but this is a question, so we're not going to go too hard on AJ at Finale Fine 282. He's saying if Dybala wins the Champions League and retires with Juve, would you consider him the greatest Juve player of all time? Just some, somebody, somebody, somebody already wrote to him a really nice reply. So I'm not, I'm not even going to go into this question. But it's, it is a question, so we technically have to take it. Uh, no, I mean, but he's he's a fan favorite. He's, I think he's the first uh, favorite player of Juve fans that started in the social media age. I think like he's he's exactly my point. You know what that I mean? Was he's exactly the, what I was going to say. You hit the nail on the head. One hundred percent. He's that darling of social media age with, you know, he was the first one with the popular uh, celebration with the Dybala mask and all that. But he's he's a great player. I hope he does win the Champions League and not once um, and does retire with Juve. I enjoyed Dybala this year. I've really enjoyed him uh, seeing him play. He's sort of 
um, hit a little dip lately, but the way he came out and started banging a man, that goal against Inter, one of my favorites in the in the news in the season because it was just coming to San Siro and hit, hitting one like third minute or something. So I really does. I really do hope that happens, and you know he scores some insane number of goals. And as I'll say, he, my wishful thinking is yes that he does become the greatest player of all time. Um, uh, uh, you know he's got to do uh, in uh, in in Italy. He's like you have to eat a lot of bread to get to that point, especially at Juve, because there's there's you know there's legends. Legends at that team. So for Dybala to become the greatest Juventus player of all time, he's got to go win uh, Champions League. <laughs> Ideally, more than one Champions League. He's got to go win Club World Championship. He's got to really be there for you know good times and the bad times. He's got to be. Yeah, that's that's ab- how you measure above, it, man. Yeah, he's got to be above reproach. Uh, on the field and, and and off the field, and he's got to bleed Juve all the way through. No, no BS with like, oh, I'm thinking about Real Madrid or Barcelona. No, no, none of that. It, it, honestly, honestly, and 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 the reason why I say that is even more so now because he's been the darling of Juventus in the social media age, because all of a sudden, maybe. Maybe he gets to the point where he's 32, 33, 34. He loses an extra step. What are we going to start talking about now? Is it is it going to be hashtag Dybala out because he's put in his ears and then now he's just a half a step slower? I don't know. Just, I, I guarantee I, I you think... that if... Sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. No, I was about to say, I guarantee you that if Twitter was was popular back in, uh, in the time when Del Piero was... With Capello or with um or with and uh, Conte's first Juve, we probably would have seen a good amount of Juventini say hashtag Del Piero out. It's just the nature of the beast. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's <sighs> kind of finish this one up. It was fun. It's good to catch up with you. Um, uh, hopefully, next one we'll do a live face to face podcast. First of all, the Mic quality. Second of all, it's it's good to see you. You're 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 a good dude. You're a handsome guy. <laughs> and uh, last note, you know those those uh, f- those Ronaldo accounts that are you know they they uh, they take the best best quotes or whatever about Ronaldo and they they presented. There's something that they just posted. The paramedic, um, they interviewed a paramedic about Ronaldo, which is just absurd. But anyways. I, I'll take it with, I'll, I'll just believe this one. So Ronaldo's behavior on the pitch when we came to get Zaniolo was somewhat strange. I didn't expect it from a player of his caliber. He was more worried than some Roma players. I've never met someone more humble in my life. I'll just I'll just choose to believe that. So he's a, he's a good dude. He's definitely a good dude. And um, this is for our, all, the, all the Ronaldo fans. We, we do enjoy having him. On our team, he's been doing great. Really, 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 really hope this is the year because the stars are stars are sort of lined up and have been lined up for years. We just need a little bit of luck. What do you think of this uh, Lyon team? I don't think we discussed the the Champions League draw. Well, I have to say, in uh, in my recent experiences with um, with Juve, you know, we can't we couldn't have drawn a 
more favorable matchup. Uh, then again, we drew IX last year and we got our ass kicked. But um, you know, I, I think it's a little bit different because IX was more of a unique outlier in the Champions League, and we saw it, and we're seeing it now with um, you know with them this year without their like top three stars. Um, <clears throat> so um, yeah, I think it's it's good to be it's good to be a good team, and it's also good to be a lucky team. And I think we got lucky with um, getting Leon. Um, so we'll see how it goes. Um, we, we still need to go and play two games, and if we lose them, then you know, tough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So let's go and let's start. You know, let's play these games, and then we'll go from there. Awesome. All right, man. Thanks for joining me. It yeah, was absolutely. Fun. You guys, my name is Farhad. Giovanni's been with us. Uh, this is just something to start the year, and I think we're going to do great this year. Thank you guys for joining us. Uh, again, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Google Casts, um, TurinGiants.com, at TurinGiants on Instagram, at Juve Podcast on Twitter, and Porto Juve. Thank you guys. Great. Thank you.